Can we get John Gibson any kind of help? Can we? Can we bring someone in to help John Gibson? No, not just the top line. I, I guess not. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And hey, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And I gotta tell you, after watching, I actually didn't watch it on Wednesday. I watched it Thursday early afternoon, right before WJCs, because that's when I chose to watch it. I watched the goals game first when I got home last night. Then I watched the Ducks game the following day because I was tired. Some of you might know why. John Gibson. Gosh, okay. I would not blame John Gibson one bit if what he asked for for Christmas was a new taser. In fact, you know what? I I would give John Gibson just, just one shot. Just like give him like a pellet gun or something and just let him have a free shot at someone. Anyone. Aside from, you know, Terry, Zegers, and Henrique. Aside from those three guys. Let them take a shot at anyone else. Are you kidding me? I mean, John Gibson is injured. He's rested up around the holiday. And that's how you treat him? 51 shots on goal? 49 saves? Are you kidding me? Poor John Gibson has had to put up with this crap for the last three years. And it continues. It has not been this... It wasn't really that bad before 2018, 2019. Hmm, what happened in 2019 with the Ducks team? Oh, that's right. They got a new coach. (laughs) Oh, you know how many shots he has seen? Too many. He has seen way too many shots year in and year out. Last year, he saw almost 1,800 shots. And only played 56 games because, hey, the Ducks were out of it by the end of the season. No sense in putting him in every day. Well, look at the Ducks. They're practically... I mean, okay. I'm going to be careful here because it's not even halfway through the season. So I can't technically say they're out of it because mathematically, they're not out of it. Look what happened to the St. Louis Blues. What is it? Three seasons, four seasons ago. Remember what happened there? The St. Louis Blues were in last place, and then they not only got hot, they got red hot. They got scorching hot. Am I saying that's going to happen to this year's Ducks? I'm sorry, but no. I don't think that'll happen with this year's Ducks. They are far too young to pull off what the Blues did. So they're not mathematically out of it. But... Far be it for me to say that the Ducks will make it or won't make it. I predict they're not going to make it. They're too far back. What this win does for the Ducks is it lessens their chances at getting a Connor Bedard, who I talked about on the last episode, who has 14 points in three games at the World's Junior Championships. He is leading everybody in scoring. So for John Gibson to put up with what he went through, Against the Vegas Golden Knights, that's 
you know, abysmal. What exactly happened on that game? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So glad you asked. The Ducks did win 3-2 in a shootout, so they allowed Vegas to get a point. They also allowed Vegas to get 51 shots on goal. 5-1. That's one more than 50, which is coincidentally how many times they've allowed so many shots. I'm only kidding. They haven't even played 50 games yet, but this is not the first time that they've allowed 50 shots on goal. How many times have they allowed 50 shots on goal this season? I'm so glad you asked. This is not the first time that they've allowed 50 plus shots. This is the second time. The first time they did it was against the San Jose Sharks. This was when I was up in New York. This was a late night game. I did not want to watch that game because I had a feeling what was going to happen. And lo and behold, the Ducks actually won that one. They allowed San Jose that extra point because it went to overtime. But hey, the Ducks actually pulled that one off. That was a late game. This one, also a late game. John Gibson. If it wasn't for John Gibson, the Ducks would have lost like 5-2 to two or 6-2. to two. In fact, what was the expected goals on this game? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that too. The expected goals in this game were very high for one team. It was 4.5-2 to two in favor of Vegas. Vegas should have won about 5-2. to two. Well, guess what happened? They got goalied. Vegas lost. <laughs> Those dorks lost. Yeah, I'm still going to make reference to that viral video from the schedule last season because the Vegas team, they're a bunch of dorks. I still think that. Ah, but seeing 51 shots against, that is stinky. That is bad. The game score for John Gibson was 2.54. That's a great game score. The only other guys that had a good game score for the Ducks was that top line. Was Troy Terry with 2.57. Adam Henrique with a 2.3 game score. And Trevor Zegers with a 1.96 game score. All of them at about 2 or above. That's it. Four guys does not a hockey team make. Especially John Gibson, who has struggled at times. But he looked rested and he looks tired. Even on the post-game interview, he looked exhausted. The Ducks have got to be careful with John Gibson. They cannot overuse him again. I don't think they will now because there's been so many games that he's missed. So I don't know if he's going to get necessarily overused again, but there's still a lot of hockey left. He could always be overused again and again and again this season. Just watch that happen. (laughs) Wouldn't surprise me. All right, we're up against it. So after the first intermission, I'm going to talk about that top line because it was all about John Gibson and that top line and that was it. Stay locked in. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. 
which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before if you want to check out the lines for the nba bet online has that they have the lines to make it to the nba finals how about the nfl who's going to make the super bowl who's going to win it all this year well they have those lines as well also the nhl Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Is it going to be the Carolina Hurricanes? Is it going to be the LA Kings? Somehow, they're still winning all these games. Could it be the Bruins? Who's going to win the Winter Classic? The Bruins or the Penguins? All those lines are available at Bet Online right now. They also have MMA, boxing, horse racing, all those other sports. So if you want to check out the latest props, odds, and lines, head over to Bet Online using either your mobile device or your laptop. Bet online is where the game starts, and Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with JD Hernandez. Let's talk about, well, just the game at large a little bit more because what exactly happened? Well, the Ducks got the first two goals and power play. Actually, the power play was bad. I'm going to save the special teams for last because I feel like I need to talk about special teams a little bit. But how we got there. Uncle Rico scored two goals in the first period on assists from Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras on each goal. Terry got a primary Z got a primary. They each also got a secondary assist. So, gee, imagine that. That top line doing pretty much everything and the other three lines doing absolutely squats. Absolutely squats. Mark Stone scored for Vegas and former Duck Ben Hutton also scored. So, it's like a form it's like the Ducks scored three goals. <laughs> Not exactly how that works. But I'd like to think that. <laughs> sure. How about the shot attempts? Shot attempts were 85 to 56 in favor of Vegas. 85 shot attempts. Wow. Wow, the defense was abysmal once again. Yeesh. Can can you tell that I'm in a bit of a mood? While I'm happy that the Ducks beat Vegas because those guys are a bunch of dorks. I'm also a bit miffed that the Ducks pulled this again. They somehow got a victory allowing 50-plus shots. This is the second time they've done that this season. So, hmm, if the Ducks allow anywhere from 40 to 49 shots, they're probably going to lose. Oh, but up it's a 50, and all of a sudden they're going to win? <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I often ask myself, why do I love this stupid sport? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, really ask yourself this. Why why do you like this stupid sport? I mean, I kind of say it derisively, but I also say it jokingly. I mean, mostly jokingly. I mean, why do you love this stupid sport? I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Could it be the stupid comebacks? Could it be what happened earlier this season? With Toronto blowing a 3-1 lead to the Anaheim Ducks and see Steve Dangle completely lose it? I mean, he really lost his you-know-what. That was hilarious. Could it be finally beating Vegas? Yay! Love beating Vegas. I think I love beating Vegas more than I love beating Toronto. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that because the way Toronto lost was entertaining as hell. Let's face it, that was great. But, oh man, allowing 50 shots again... 
Oh, <laughs> why? Why do the Ducks do this? Why have I covered this team for the last four seasons? Because I love the sport. I mean, for better or worse, the Ducks are in a down era right now. The Dallas Eakins era. But you know what? This team is fun to watch. Especially the top line. Terry, Z, and Rico. Gosh. What can I say about that top line? Let's start with Adam Henrique, who is the stalwart veteran and is the handsome one out of the three. <laughs> I'm only saying that because there's a couple people that listen or watch that have told me, oh, Adam Henrique, he's gorgeous. Or, man, that Rico. Like, okay, I know a couple of you listening, you love Adam Henrique <laughs> because he's handsome. And you know what? I mean, if he can make that toothless smile work, then good for him. But, nah, he's, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a great guy to have on your team and someone that I think any team would love to have. I've talked about Adam Henrique's two-way game in the past. I've talked about the fact that he is a player that can play 200 feet. He's someone that can be reliable on the back check. This game, he was most reliable in that just slot area. He was absolutely brilliant on those two goals. Finding the perfect spot to get the puck, but also brilliance from Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras. But Henrique, Henrique gets to those spots pretty well, and he's always had a good shot. Adam Henrique, to me, has always been just a quality player. Finally hit double digits in goals this season. Yeah, finally got there. Good for you, Rico. Then I got to talk about Trevor Zegras. Oh, Z. Z is one of those special players. I mean, we saw him on World's Juniors a few years back. We know how special of a player he is. We know what he can bring to the table. The passing ability is second to none. As much as we love watching Trevor Zegras goals, and believe me, we love watching Trevor Zegras goals. The shootout goals, which I'll get to in a second. The lacrosse goals. The filthy backhanded goals. The toe lip goals. I mean, Z can do all of that. But can we talk about his elite playmaking for a second? His first year at the WJC back in 2019. He led everybody in assists. In fact, he went a lot of games without scoring a goal, but he was getting apples left and right because that's what he is best at. We saw when he pulled off the flying Z last year, that slick pass to Sonny Milano. That was a sweet dish. His passing is amazing. Let's talk about that more. Yeah. How about Troy Terry? who's also a great goal scorer, but also a great passer. I feel like Troy Terry is that special player that can do it all. Get you someone that can do both. Get you someone that can score and pass it. Get you someone that can be a little bit selfish, but a little bit selfless as well. He's fallen off from that point per game that he was going on earlier this season, but still, 31 points in 36 games. That's still very good. He's still on pace for over 70 points this season. Troy Terry feels like the engine that makes that team run. 
and he's very good at it. And he should be. You know what Troy Terry is? He is captain material. Yeah, I'm going to bring that up again. Troy Terry is the kind of player that I could see myself saying, yeah, Troy Terry the captain for the Anaheim Ducks. If they can lock him up on a very long-term deal, I could see him being the captain of the Ducks for years to come because he can do it all. He's not just a systematic player. His game has grown, especially over the last couple of seasons. So, yeah. All right. We're going to head into the second intermission as I peek a little on that Troy Terry bobble. You probably see that in the background. We're going to talk a little bit about the end of that game. And boy, that shootout goal was something special. We'll get to that on the other side. But first, here's a T, here's a PSA, rather, <laughs> from the NHTSA. So you're hanging out with some friends, right? You're at a party, putting back a few drinks. Things are going well, partying along. Then a few becomes too many. As the night comes to an end, you head out. You think of calling for a ride. Your first thought should have been right. But you think, nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. No big deal, right? <laughs> Wrong. Because what are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, or you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. That's why they're out there. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, <laughs> think again. Just don't do it. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake, one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with JD Hernandez as we got to talk about Trevor Zegris and his stick handling in the shootout. We have to talk about that. This is not the first time that Z has pulled off that move. Let's go back to the Shark Tank against Reimer. Ooh, remember that? Yeah, that was one of those games the Ducks should have lost, but won in a shootout somehow in San Jose. Where in the game at the Shark Tank, Z slowed down a little bit, went to his right, and just roofed it. Then let's go to the game against the Minnesota Wild. Remember that game? Gustafson was just, he was, he was licked on that one. Now let's go to the game against Vegas. Logan Thompson. Supposedly the savior for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's supposed to be the real deal. And to his credit, he has, you know, he's shut up some of the naysayers, including myself. He has looked way better than I thought. But not on that shootout. No. Trevor Zegras just took him to school. How did that happen? Well, Zegras started off fast. Then kind of slowed down a little bit, did a little bit of stick handling, went to right, left, right, left, right, left, finally just backhanded, roofed it, 
right over Logan Thompson. And hey, guess who else got a shootout goal? Troy Terry. So once again, leaving it up to the top line. Rico, Z, and Terry. That was pretty much all the offense the Ducks needed. In fact, that was the only offense for the Ducks in the entire game. Going back to Zegris and his little stick handling moves, you would think that more goalies would do something to stop that or try to poke check. You'd think they would try a poke check as he gets in really close. But all he'll do is if he sees a poke check coming, he'll just go one way and then fake to the other way. And whatever side is open, he'll just score on an empty net. Because Zegris is that creative. He's, I believe, 11 out of 16 in career shootout attempts. That's a very high percentage. Very high. 4 out of 5 this season, 80% hit rate. He's only gotten better on the shootout this season. So if you want to talk about a guy that really can put the game on his stick... Trevor Zegris is your guy, especially on the shootout. So just wait till the next time the Ducks go in a shootout, which will probably be soon because the Ducks love to do that all the time. Then you know what? Yeah, give it to Z more and more often. You'll see what happens. Yeah. Back to that top line, because I'm kind of going back and forth between Zegris and the top line. <sighs> all the offense. All six points were from that top line. They had a 56% Corsi 4 percentage, relative 21%. They had 11 shot, or sorry, 14 shot attempts on even strength. They saw the most ice time by far, and they should have seen the most ice time by far on even strength. Power play? Oh boy. That first unit was good on the power play, and for what it's worth, they had some pretty good shots on goal. The second unit, oh boy, the second unit was just bad. I mean, the power play has not been good most of the season. There was hardly any movement, especially towards the end. Can I take you through that four on three in overtime really quick? Because Mark Stone got caught tripping Troy Terry, And there was hardly any movement on that fifth and final power play. I could even hear the fans booing during that power play because nothing was happening. I think they were still a little bit pissed off that there was an earlier power play. And the Ducks not only did nothing, but they allowed a shorthanded goal to Mark Stone. Luckily for the Ducks, Mark Stone wasn't on the ice. He was in the penalty box on that last power play the Ducks had. So they weren't going to allow a shorty in that situation. But gosh, getting no goals and allowing a shorty, that's got to be improved upon. Bright side, the Ducks didn't allow any power play goals. Yeah, that rarely happens, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, but the Ducks beat Vegas. That's all that matters. Ducks beat Vegas, and they go into the last game of the season Hopefully with a victory. I'm not so sure about that because, you know, as far as the Ducks are concerned, they tend to do this. They win a couple of games and then have a big letdown. That's going to be maybe the case. I'm not going to jump ahead too much, but look, they're playing Nashville. The Ducks have problems 
against Nashville. They always have. That's going to be the last game before the year winds to an end. That's an afternoon game, a 2 o'clock game. Weird start time at the pond. But that's who they're playing. They're playing Nashville. So, yeah, the plan is to have a show beforehand. I'll be doing a crossover. Then a show after that. So we're just going to keep plugging along shows that I've not been able to do recently. And then we'll close out the year. So there will be a lot more shows in the next couple days. Stay tuned for all that. In the meantime, thank you so much for watching. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, also on YouTube, and also on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime, Amazon Music. So do check out Locked on Ducks on Amazon as well. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. I really appreciate it. And let's finish off the year with the bang. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the night or morning. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks, fly together. Fly together.